Welcome back to another episode of Everyone is Stupid Except Us. I'm Ross. Oh, I'm Sean. <laughs> it's like you forget who you are every time, or did did we just never eh. discuss the showbiz side of things? No, you know, I'm new. Okay. <laughs> it's only your fourth week. Yep. Technically, you are brand new. Speaking of brand new, we've uh, decided on some sort of moderate format to the uh, <clears throat> show from now on, which was which was your suggestion, which was we want to break it up into different groups where the first part is what's new, the second part is what's cool, third part is just WTF, and then potentially what are we talking about where we kind of try to review some nonsense in-joke that we've been using for 10 to 15 years, potentially 20, and try to explain it a little bit for the purposes of chronicling. Chronicling? Chronicling. Chronicling. You know, chronicling. New word. Definitely. 15 years from now, we'll be using chronicling. We'll be super funny, but 15 years from now. So on the what's new, uh, I went axe throwing. And Sean went uh, on a big bike ride camping. Uh, the cool, I did. cool things we wanted to talk about were electric cars and potentially some other um, improv theater things that I've been working on. Uh, the WTF is mostly about recent stories of poo falling from the sky out in Western Canada. And then uh, we'll come up with some kind of thing for what we're talking about based on what we actually talk about. Because usually we come up with a reference <laughs> as the show continues. Yes. I'll try to make note of it as we go. There's not a lot of scripting going on. I'm, I'm following the script right now. I don't know what you're reading off of. Hang on, i got to turn the page. So, what is new? Um, do you want to do your bike camping thing first? Because honestly, as far as axe throwing goes, I went axe throwing. It was okay. Yeah, I threw axes? I'm done. <laughs> it was... Yeah. Did, did you drink beer while you were throwing axes? Well, see, that was the weird thing. I was not expecting that the entryway... You know, the, the foyer to the axe throwing is, hey, we got nine beers on tap. And I'm sort of thinking, yeah. huh... So you want to hand me a large glass of alcohol and then tell me to go whiff around big, heavy, sharp objects? Yeah. Um, I, I, I was not expecting that. And then during uh, during the safety speech, the guy said, uh, are any of you going to be drinking today? And I thought, is there a wrong answer to this? <laughs> or are they just going to say, you know, if I say, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm staying stone cold sober. Or if I said, yes, I plan on drinking my face off until I fall over. I felt like the dude would just look at me and say, Okay. All right. Everything is just acceptable. We did note, and we, we talked about it afterwards. I went with a, with a few friends, uh, Griff being one of them. But we talked about it afterwards, and the consensus was those were the douchiest-looking bros we'd ever met. Or were they like the, the man-bun bros? They weren't quite man-buns. Speaking of, what's worse? Do you know what's worse than a man-bun? Two man buns? No, the man bun where it's shaved, uh, like it's all pulled up on the top, but then around the sides and the back, it's all buzzed short. I don't think I've seen that, but I can I can visualize it. I, I, I hate that more than just a man bun. No, I don't think there were man buns. There was a guy with the big, long lumberjack beard, which in a points, uh-huh. A for effort for growing it that long and letting it be that itchy. But the, the it was the long beard combined with, and of course they all had plaid button-up shirts on, the arms and the upper body, you know, it's never leg day. It's always uh, curls, <laughs> curls and chin-ups. Yeah, they look like a lollipop. Oh, my God. And then, of course, yeah. you've, got, you've got your arm tattoos on. Uh, a, f- a friend of mine, because I live in a town where people are always writing original music, he has a song, and one of my favorite lines from it is, I have no tattoos, and that's the new tattoo. Yep. So, honestly, not having any tattoos on me, I feel like more of a unique snowflake than someone saying, I need to get a tattoo to show everyone that I'm a beautiful and unique snowflake, so I'm going to get, I don't know, insert name here on my lower back or something. (laughs) Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay, I'll get that one on Monday. Anyway, I I went axe throwing. There was a bunch of, yeah, douchey bros. Yeah. I I didn't do amazingly at it. I'm not exactly sport man, but I sort of... Well, nobody would expect a first-timer to do that well. I mean, it's not not even as as uh, transferable as like throwing a dart because that's that's you know anybody can throw a dart and you can probably hit a dartboard whether or not you can get the triple 20 on demand or not but you can hit a dartboard because you know you've thrown things before i was even impressed that i could get one of them to stick but over mm. the course of the the hour that we rented the place or the rented the mm. lane as it were the lane <laughs> I, I think I got maybe between 10 and 20% of them in. So, like, you know, one one to two out of every 10, I would get, and it would thwock. And it would make that really cool thwock sound. Mm. But the thing was, I wasn't doing it often enough that it, it's a very non, 
satisfying clatter when you totally mess it up, but when it thwocks perfectly, you're like, yeah! But then when it goes... man, I'm going to grow a beard and wear plaid. Exactly, but when it goes... And it it clatters to the ground, and you you jump away from it like a frightened school. It's it's coming back towards my shoes! Run, everybody! Call a teacher! Eek a mouse! (laughs) And it's an eek a mouse moment. And that was happening at least 80% of the time. So I felt 80% eek a mouse and 20%, oh, I'm a man! Well, that's 20% more than you normally have, so it's a win. (laughs) Pretty fun. Yeah, sounds good. I'm going to do it someday, but probably (laughs) I would probably get in there, take one look at Douche Bros, and be like, nah, it's not for me. (laughs) I have a really low threshold for that kind of person. Um... Uh, this explains I why don't you stay mean, in your house quite often. Well, here's here's the thing. I really don't everywhere. like it when other people or myself are like judgmental about somebody by how they look because I know from experience that I have really good friends who people have looked at before and went, oh, what's wrong with that guy? And I'm like, I seem to be n- losing you. What is going on? What? Well, I'm, I'm not hearing all the words that you're saying. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, it's it's back now. It's fine. Good. Fix your problem. Fixed. We're fine. What was this about? Like I, I have, I don't like being um, judgmental about the way people look because you know, without knowing them, they might be really great guys. Because you know, if you saw John walking down the road toward you, you'd be like, "Oh Jesus, what's that guy gonna do to me?" But you know, John's a great guy. But uh, that's kind of. I see these guys, and they're like, you know, with their beard wax and their their their. Oh, the, the the lumber sexuals, you know, it's... I, I thought we were done with lumber sexual, but apparently it's still kind of a thing. And now what they've done is they've decided they weren't quite in vogue anymore. So they said, well, we need so, to start up axe throwing companies. Well, and they need, lumber sexual has, has begun to merge with met, uh, metrosexual to make these like, you know, woods hipsters. Yeah. That have never actually stepped foot into nature. With the man and, bun and the... Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh it's brutal. But um yeah, no, it's uh it sounds like it's uh it's a good time and I just you get the same thing with everything though. You'll get like bike bike shops or, you know, Gametronics, you know. Yeah. I'm sure that everybody there is great, but they're so far into their own little world that they've kind of um paste themselves out of my level of casual interest. There's an unofficial uh, dress code as well. Mm. Where mm. everyone sort of, you look at somebody and think, I know pretty much what your hobbies are before you open your mouth and tell me all about them. And the same thing exists everywhere because we went through the same thing. I mean, you and I went through, what, like five years of doing a computer science degree, counting, you know, all the, 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 the side tracks and whatnot. And neither one of us we didn't socialize with anybody else that was in or very few other people that were in that same degree with us because they were all so far into their own interests that i mean i'm doing the same degree we're working towards the same eventual career but you guys are so deep into it that i'm not interested in conversing with you because this is all that you do so by that, and I, I question this fairly often when I judge people by their obsession with hobbies. Do we then feel kind of elitist and better than everyone else because we're a bit more diversified? I don't necessarily think I'm better than people who, for instance, maybe spend three nights a week at a game shop doing, you know, D&D or whatever it is they're into. I feel like I don't necessarily want to socialize with them that much because... You know, this they they do one thing, and that's that's they're so specialized, and they're they're. It's kind of I have this problem. I think I've mentioned this before. I don't like doing things with people who are much better at it than I am, and I don't like doing things with people that are much worse at it than I am. Yeah. Because if you're much better at something than I am, whether that's rock climbing or bike riding or you know playing D and D or whatever, I feel like I'm wasting your time by me being there and being uh, like such a casual about it but conversely if you've never done that before and i want to do that i am not going to be a day one and if you are a day one i'm like oh my god can we just get this over with so So. you're not elitist 
about it, but you It's not just... a matter of thinking I'm better than those people. It's a matter of, you know, I don't necessarily want to spend my time with somebody who who doesn't who isn't in the same lane as me. These feel very you know, It comes down to everybody driving faster than you is an idiot and everybody driving slower than you is a moron. Well, that's just a given. Yeah, <laughs> it's the exact same thing. If somebody's way better at something or way worse at something than I, if you're not if it's but not the, like The problem is if I can't sit down and play a game driving the same speed then you, you're never going to meet someone driving the same speed because they're at the they're forty feet ahead of but you. We're all we're up. all doing the same thing and we're getting along and nobody's getting in anybody else's way. It's great. It's not a perfect metaphor. No, it's anyway. Tell me all about bike camping. Well, bike camping is interesting because I don't. I, I start playing. It's such it's such a big thing when you try to get. I try. This was a. a Originally, there was nine folks going on this trip, myself included. When you're trying to get nine guys together to do the to do something, mm-hmm. it tends to get to the point where I mean, you need like weeks or months ahead of time to plan this out because it's just not going to work otherwise. But planning that far out, you're kind of then at the whim of the weather because I said we're going on this weekend, no rain date. And then if it, you know, because we have to reserve campsites, yeah. and we have to make sure everybody has all their gear. And then the day comes and it's pouring down rain or whatever. And it's just, ugh, it's so bad. And, uh, but we, uh, it was raining the day we left. But then by the time we got about halfway there, the rain had let up. So we did 100 kilometers that first day. And, uh, How many miles is that? First 50, uh, I don't know, like 70? For our imperial listeners. Uh, for for, for, the, for the the one country in the world that still does that? I don't know. There's two, isn't there? The UK sort of does it. Well, UK does miles, yeah, but they're still, they're, they're metric, but they still do miles on the road. Uh, let's see. Is that the it one is, that's 2.2? Uh, no, that's uh, inches and centimeters right. or pounds and kilograms. It's uh, 62 miles. Hmm. So, oh my god, yeah, we could have figured that, that out because 100 miles an hour or 100 kilometers an hour is effectively between 60 and 65. Yeah, I've never memorized a speedometer to know what it is in American. But anyway, I don't know. You're a weird guy. Uh, yep. Yeah, you're a weird guy. You're a weird guy. So, yeah, we did the, you know, we packed up all our gear, bike down 100 kilometers, and it started getting hilly about halfway. So that's when it started being terrible. But uh, we got there and no, uh, no uh, casualties. And uh, it was it was pretty good. The first night was good. We got there, picked, made up some food, did a few hikes, set up. Oh my camp. god! You went hiking after you biked there. Oh sure. So a hundred no kilometer bike, and you're all like, "Oh, that was a good warm up. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go for a walk." It wasn't really like a. Let's climb this mountain. Hike. Yeah, it was, you know, it was only two or three mountains. To climb. Wax our beards. Of, throw some axes. A little bit of hand me my plaid shirt. And, yeah, hand me my plaid shirt. It was good. Um, yeah, and we just. Slept uh, that night and got up the next day, and a couple of the guys bailed then that day because they had a thing going on on Monday. So the right and the other, uh, the, me and the other guy stayed and headed back on Monday. Oh yeah, that and, was the long uh, weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, no, it was. Uh, it, we made it a long weekend, but it wasn't a long weekend. <laughs> so no, it was uh, super cold the uh, the second night, like minus two. And uh, you know there was frost on the hammock, and it was a good day. Uh, yeah, hmm. I I hate trying to plan outdoors things in more advance than two days. I mean, we, we live in an odd part of the, let's say, country and even maybe continent. It would have not been nearly as bad if we had been doing it, say, in July, because you would have been rest assured. It, like, it's not going to get down to, even into single digits. Yeah, even if it rains, overnight in it July. would still be but, warm. Yeah, but no, we, uh, we wanted to do it now just because of the timelines of some people were leaving, and I just left that job. Friday, this past Friday, so it's... Uh, well, it's also the kind of trip you don't want to make when it's too hot, right? Yeah, and buggy. It was a little buggy, but mm-hmm. not too bad. One of the things you also had written in here under the, the what's new, I'm not entirely sure why, but doing the same things over and over versus trying new things. Well, that wasn't really in what's new so much. It was it was just a topic to talk about because it was something I was going to bring up. Doesn't... I kind of... I guess it kind of goes into not so much what's new as opposed to what's not new. Um, I had the revelation recently that we don't, because I went to this bike camping trip and I did it with, you know, one of my really close work friends and then a bunch of other guys who I knew from work, but aren't, weren't really like people that I would hang out with outside of work. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, that one guy that is my work friend that I actually do hang out with outside of work occasionally, he is like the, the first guy that I've kind of made into an, a real life friend 
in the past, like, who was the last real-life friend that I would hang out with? Probably Leroy, you. probably. Well, Leroy, but Leroy and I don't hang out together unless you're there. So I kind of, like, yes, he, he's, he's a great guy and I would hang out with him, but unless you're there, he and I generally don't hang out. It's kind of, I, I have a lot of these I feel like Discord one degree of separation friends. It's thumb out of its butt. There's something really irritating. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not me because my, uh, my thing is recording. Okay, so it'll be fine. It'll be mostly you talking to yourself today because yeah, up in the top right, I just noticed my Discord just keeps saying, checking for updates. And every time it does that, you <laughs> slow down and it grinds to a halt and you go oh, you all... Should make it, you should make it stop I should checking it for stop updates. should doing that. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, hey, I should, I should make all those great. changes right now and I'm sure nothing will go yeah, wrong. Yeah, let's, let's just shut her down anyway. and... Uh, yeah. Okay, um, uh, as far as changing life goes or doing things that are new, I meet new people lots. And I feel like I kind of add them to my social group and people that I see mm. and talk to. I, mm. I have a number of, I suppose, new-ish friends. One of my closest friends right now, I only met her two years ago. And we talk mm -hmm. on pretty much a daily basis and we talk about everything. And yeah, I have a number of people that just sort of came into my life in the last couple of years. Do you want to change things every month? Or, you know, is, is two years new enough for your threshold here? Well, here's the thing. It's like, I I, I really have, I made a, <coughs> excuse me, I made a collection of friends when I got here. You know, I met John through a couple other guys. I met you because we started going to improv and then you started working at, at, the, at the service desk. Mm. And, you know, same as Daryl, I met through Vic. And Vic I met because, you know, he was a huge Linux nerd and he was, you know, the only, he was the first guy I, I spoke to. So he was the one that I, I latched on to. Um, but other than that, I mean, that was 20, almost 20 years ago. I met most of you guys and I've never done any, I've never really incorporated any new people, you know, other than, you know, my wife and, uh, now this new guy. Well, here's the and short answer. Do you feel like you're missing out? Absolutely. Really? Because absolutely. Because, of all the people that I used to hang out with, the only one who is still phys in physical proximity to me is you. And you have the 17 different lives going on. But, okay, okay. So, had, I, had I called you last night at 10.15 and said, Hey, I'm going over to a bonfire at a friend's house, which is a follow-up to a, a big concert downtown, and there's going to be a bunch of musicians in a big bonfire. Want to go? God, no. Well, it, it, but I'm not saying I want to go and hang out with 40 people that I don't know. But, I'm not saying I'm not even saying uh, I'm not even saying I, I want to bring new people in. I'm just explaining the situation as to how it is. This is why I'm, I'm trying to understand your either hesitation or I don't know um, resent. I don't know where, where, where you feel like you've, you you've missed out somehow, or you you feel the need to have some sort of different thing happening in your life. But to me, I would not if if I still had. If everybody that I knew that we used to hang out with was still around, I understand lives change and I don't need to spend as much time. I mean, Frig, we used to spend like 14 hours a day together and I don't need to be doing that anymore. Uh, but you would. OK, so it, really what we need is a replacement Vic who isn't like married with kids anymore. Yeah. Yeah. OK. <laughs> but um. anyway, I'm not saying I need anything. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to get set up with friends. I was just, the point was, I'm not sure if you are like this. I, in fact, I know that you're not, but I know, I'm pretty sure that other people in our group are like this. Whereas we, we have the same group of friends that we've had for a long time with minor modifications. I would much rather, in most cases, I would much rather reread a book or rewatch a movie than watch a new movie Unless I, unless it's a movie that I know is going to be good, like if you watch, an, if a new, a new Marvel movie comes out, I will always be willing to watch it because it expands upon an existing universe. But I probably, like I, I didn't go and get, um, you know, all, there's all these new movies that are coming out that might be good yeah. and might be in my in my interests, but I don't watch them because it's like, eh, I could watch Iron Man two again. So some somehow I, okay, I do start to commiserate with that. I, I'm on board because I feel like new stuff coming out, I distrust almost initially. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it is. Like we, we, you would rather once you're safe in your in your little, not so much routine because we don't really have a routine, but once you're safe in your realm that you've kind of carved out over the last X number of years, it takes a lot of work to expand beyond that and to bring new things and new people into it and that's why i think it comes down that's one of the reasons why when i 
find something new, like a new t research topic that I, I start looking into, or a new book series or something like that, it, it I, I dive into it so deep that I kind of absorb the entirety of whatever it is, and then it becomes, you know, a, a whole. It, it, it's It's... I just learn everything about, like, I started, I bought one of these stupid Funko Pop collectibles, and then all of a sudden, I've got, like, a hundred, you know, and, and I know about all the different, oh, you know, well, they come out in this variant, and when this was an exclusive to this store in 1998, they came out with this, like, oh, my God, you know, it's like, who cares? But it's all now in my brain. Okay. Yes. Yeah. As far as new concepts, I don't dive into new concepts quite as much. In fact, I'm usually rather hesitant, like, even meeting new people. I, I go and I do the thing and I'm sort of like, oh, I'm meeting all these people. And it's like, we should meet up again next week. And I'm sort of, eh, but I'm, you know, I am here. I have come to this thing, which I feel is kind of within my comfort zone, but making someone a staple or making something a mm. regular part of my life is mm -hmm. outside of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So the weird thing about well, that I mean, is going out to places and meeting new people all the time is comforting to me. Mm -hmm. But if they ever want to be, be like, hey, could I like, you know, could we start hanging it's, out on a yeah. regular basis? I'm like, God, no. It's superficial. <laughs> like, you, yeah, you, you'll you, you'll skim the surface of new stuff, but not dive deep. I'm addicted to the superficial. Oh, I've. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, you can even see that with uh, like you're, you're like, oh, hey, try this Factorio game. And I'm like, oh, this is dumb. I don't understand it. And then three days later, you know, I've I've completely torn the game apart and know all the inner workings of it. And you're all like, eh, you can dig for coal. <laughs> Because yeah, I'm still just scratching the surface because that's... Yeah, uh, that's, it's... Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. <laughs> so that was my whole point about that. I mean, it's it wasn't a, it wasn't meant to be a huge uh, topic of, of, of discussion. It was just something I thought of while I was, you know, we we're thinking about what's new. It's like, we don't do new... Th I don't do new things. Even that bike trip was the same bike trip I did last year. I know, but... Last win the last winter's vacation to Florida was the same as the previous year's vacation to Florida. We went to all the same restaurants and everything. It was a good time. I like doing it. It's great. I'm going back again next winter. I feel like we'll be able to expand upon the what's new in the future. If, if nothing else, oh, yeah. if I do something ridiculous or something weird comes we'll up. We'll have to actually curious. go out of our way to do to do new things so we can have something to talk about on our stupid podcast. Uh, uh. Moving on to what's actually cool. You've yes. been wanting to talk about electric cars for a while. Yes. and That is another one of those subjects that I was all like, hey, I'm kind of interested in this. And then, you know... After three weeks at work with nothing to do except read the internet, I'm like, oh, I know absolutely everything there is to know about electric cars. I know Actually, uh, probably what I've seen on Top Gear episodes, and that's about it. Yeah, I don't actually know everything about electric <laughs> cars, but, you know, I feel like I've I've garnered a lot of... I was super into the Tesla Model 3 because the Tesla Model 3 you know, was released relatively recently. However, you can't actually get them because there's a waiting list longer than a red line in Russia. Did you but, read about the ones that were uh, built and designed in Canada called the Zen? I have not heard of that. Okay. It was on an episode of uh, this uh, political show. Well, this old sketch comedy political show we had called the Rick Mercer Report. He did mm -hmm. he did an episode on it. And the thing about it was, was this was an electric Oh, my car. God. That looks horrible. Oh, it's, it looks ugly as hell. But the thing was, okay, it was designed and built. At, the, at a time when electric cars were not legally allowed on the road. And I think it had something to okay. do with the fact that the only electric cars were golf carts. And they could go, mm. like, 30. So mm -hmm. they said, all right, these cars go too slow. They're not allowed on the road. And someone passed a bill, and the oil companies probably paid lots of lobbyists to make this a thing. Uh -huh. So they said, yeah, fine, we'll just blanket blanket ban all electric cars from the road. So these guys built one, and they said, this one do goes 60. They said, nope, too bad. It's still too slow. We can't have electric cars on the road. And they tried building this car, and it was illegal to drive one in Canada, so they could only sell them in the States. Mm -hmm. And there's more beyond that. And I, I think things, you know, the laws have obviously changed. This was a report. This was a thing that I saw on a TV show like 10, 15 years ago. But since then, someone must have changed something or uh, changed the, the lobby or the ban. Yes. To allow that, okay, oh. yes, if you have an electric car, fine, you can drive your Chevy Volt around in Canada now, because here you go, prove that it's powerful enough to not be a danger yeah. on the road. Because other than some sort of exemption for farm vehicles, which is just, hey, yeah. put on I'm your sure what happened was, Yeah, I'm sure what happened was that 
once mainstream manufacturers, once you know, they slipped in with the with the Insight and the and the Prius being electric assist vehicles, and then you know the, the Nissan wanted to put the Leaf on the road. Once the main car manufacturers actually wanted to put something on the road, they were like the only people that could have pushed back against someone as big as the oil companies. Now, was that because so. the hybrids actually hit a nerve with certain people? Was that kind of the celebrity Earth? Savers got into. Oh, I had a Prius now. I'm Angelina Jolie, and I have five Priuses. I really don't get. I mean, the original generation, the the type of what I call a parallel hybrid, which means it's you have a gas engine, you have an electric engine. They're both working at the same time. That's things like the original uh, series of Prius, uh, the old Honda Insight, the Civic Hybrid, and what those do is they have a gas engine, an electric engine. And your gas engine, your electric engine gives you assist for your tiny gas engine to get off the line. But you're b- running both the both the electric motor and the gas engine at the same time. But you don't need to charge the electric engine. You don't charge, no, because it charges off of the gas engine. <laughs> and the thing is, is that, I mean, you're not in any way a physics major, but you can understand that that... My, my mind is already going to, how does that burn it less doesn't, gas? I mean, it, it, it works in quotes because it does give you more it, it increases the efficiency of the overall system which means that you will get a lower or a better gas mileage fine but but it's so complicated and so expensive and you're still dealing with this you know the, the elephant in the room is this massive battery that you're dealing with because electric hybrid whatever it is if you these batteries are big and dangerous and toxic if they're not handled properly for recycling and the the issue with that i have with say we look at the at the toyota in uh, the toyota prius Mm. now the toyota prius has a gas mileage that in all honesty is comparable to the toyota echo Mm. so why am i going to pay 10 fifteen thousand dollars more for a car that's more complicated and gets comparable gas mileage to this other vehicle that, while smaller on the outside, has more cargo room. Well... Because all the room is not taken up with batteries and stuff. We know the answer to that. Well, it's it's because of the, the Prius is the primary source of smug. Yeah, it's the smug you know, factor. Yeah, and, and, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's a great idea, and I don't mean to be crapping on, on hybrids. Anything, if you can afford it, and you want to do something that ostensibly you think makes a greener choice, maybe it'll make you a little bit more mindful in what, like not driving without needing to be driving, that kind of stuff. I also but accept that it's the first step towards removing absolutely. our dependency on fossil fuels. Absolutely. And if it has and to like be driven by smugness, fine. Hmm. Let's be smug for 20 years about the fact that we're not actually making much of a change, but we're heading towards a good one. But that's where we are now, and I mean, you can almost say that the next step was things like the Tesla Model S and the Tesla Model X, mm. which are very, very good electric vehicles that overcome a lot of the problems. They have a decent range. They still take eons to charge that's, when compared to re- refilling a gas the vehicle. I think problem is the charge That time. is a big problem, but again, it depends on the range, because how far do you drive in a day? Now, if you're looking at something like... Uh, I mean, some of the original all-electric vehicles that, not the Teslas, but some of the non-Tesla first-generation electric vehicles had like a 90-mile range. Now, just about everybody who lives in this part of the world, because we're not living in, you know, a big city where everything is, like, everything is within a five-block radius, every you're going to blow through a 90-mile, 140-kilometer, 130-kilometer range in no time and you're going to be just charging your vehicle when you need to go to the whatever you need to go to the store oh can't vehicle charging but i mean you look at things like the model s the model x they have you know three to four hundred kilometer ranges now i don't know about you but i've never in my life except when i've been traveling across to another province have i ever driven more than 400 kilometers in a day yeah so if, if you're coming home at the end of the day, chances are you're not going more than 400 kilometers. So get up in the morning, leave, do 300 kilometers in your Tesla, come home, plug it in, get up the next morning, it's good to go. So it's one of those kind of char- charge it overnight and you should be fine because the yeah, amount I mean, of time it, that you it need takes to sleep 
is how much it takes to yeah, charge it. Yeah, it takes like six to nine hours to charge it, depending on, you know, model and battery options and all that kind of stuff. Now, the, it's not a, it's not a huge deal. That That is a big deal if you had like a 50-kilometer range and it took nine hours to charge, because now you've just made the thing useless. And the other but, argument against it, which is one that I even mentioned when we were first talking about this, and has come up a number of times, it's one of the things that the, the naysayers of electric vehicles always say is, well, if you're plugging it in, then isn't most of our electricity just drawn on by uh, burning fossil fuels anyway? And that depends on where you live. If you're living in the hydro provinces, if you live in Ontario, if you live in Quebec or I think BC, most of your power is generated by hydroelectric, which is not 100% green in and of itself because you they've probably destroyed a ton of natural wildlife habitat to make these giant hydroelectric installations. But... After that, it's just powered by water falling down a hill. It, there's no, there's no emissions. Here, you're right. Most of our power comes from coal or oil. But it's um, still a step. It's. But the thing is, is if you if you look at how much fuel a thousand vehicles burn, like if you had a thousand Kia Rios and you looked at how much gas those things burn to do a fixed number of kilometers, then you look at how much fossil fuel is going to be burnt by a power plant to charge a thousand Chevy Bolts to do the same range, it's orders of magnitude less fuel. Yeah. Because the more, the bigger your generator is, the more efficient it is. So there's just way more efficiency to, to centralize your power generation. And the power generation, you're right, is a step. Because today we're doing this, but who's to say in five years, ten years, we got tidal stuff coming online. There's more and more wind farms going up in this area all the time. I mean, could be any other. There's tons of green power generation solutions on the horizon that it's just a matter of money as to why we can't put them out there right now. And it's one of those, it, it feels like an ignorant argument of people saying it's super ignorant well argument. if we can't get completely you know 100 percent green yeah. energy today then we should probably just keep Why burning bother? coal and oil yeah because it's better well i mean and a lot of it comes from yeah if we can't if we can't do it all the way why bother doing it at all yeah. um you know well or also a lot of people are genuinely unaware of the fact that you know it, it's it's the same reason why we don't all have little diesel generators attached to our house that the diesel truck comes around and fills up it's because that would be super inefficient compared to letting nova scotia power you know dump a whole bunch of coal or, or oil or whatever into a, a big power plant somewhere and then gouge us to buy that power from them <laughs> it's but the big thing the big problem i'm having right now one of the main things that's holding me back about buying an electric vehicle other than the fact that i'm poor is the uh, the vehicle incentives in Ontario. If you were to buy a Chevy Bolt in Ontario, say you know it's fourteen thousand dollars less to buy one there that, because that of here? provincial incentives. Well, they just also had a provincial election, so I'm wondering how long that's going to be. That's probably not going to be going anywhere anytime soon because Quebec also has something similar as does BC. It's the direction stuff is going because the power companies are you know, line in the pockets of people because they would, ra it, it looks like uh, an altruistic thing to do on the surface because you're saying, oh, you know, you're, you're incentivizing people to go green and save the environment, but also you're taking all the money from the oil companies and now giving it to the power companies. So I'm sure the power companies are doing everything they can to get these things on the books. You won't see that here anytime soon just because Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia power can barely keep up with the power consumption as it is which is why we pay three times as much for power as they do in quebec hmm. so i thought they were just yeah. money grubbing arseholes oh they are but it's because they can't keep up with the power generation that's why all these uh wind farms are popping up everywhere these are all privately owned wind farms that are selling power back to nova scotia power because nova scotia power can't or won't or for whatever reason they're they're unable to i mean we don't really have anything here we don't have huge tracts of land that we can put these giant solar or uh, wind things on that nova scotia power owns they don't have you know a whole bunch of uh, we don't have a niagara falls we we have you know there's all these things that they can that other provinces the bigger geographical provinces can can tap into a lot more 
power generation solutions. I mean, we're kind of we're kind of Japan over here. We don't have a lot of land, so we make do with what we have, and then you end up with a Fukushima. Yeah. Well, I, I realized that. So, I just I just didn't realize that we were low, running low on power for the amount that we needed to uh, produce. Well, it's supply and demand, right? So I mean, it's not like it's not like they're. They're running in the red. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like pri- we're not in like California levels of brownouts or anything like that. No, we're not having brownouts or anything. But a, a lot yeah. of the reason for that is because they've pr- they've they've priced it at a level where, um, like for instance, if it was way cheaper, not so much me and you, but you'd see a lot of industry using more because I mean industry uses a ton of power, mm. so you'd see a lot more of that happening if our prices were you know a half of what they are now, whereas now prices being what they are for the same reason that you get a lot of stuff a lot of industry either shutting down or passing the uh the gouging onto their onto their customers where you know all fuel surcharge and stuff like that that you never used to see ten years ago twenty years ago but that's why I doubt you'll ever see anything any any substantial electric vehicle uh subsidization or incentivization here but there's all kinds of people people keep telling me oh just go to ontario and buy one and then drive it back and it's like well you, yeah you could except that if you don't keep it plated in in ontario for for at least a year then you end up having to pay that fourteen thousand dollars back hmm. so yeah so you make a f- yeah, make a, a friend in ontario buy them a car they have to buy it you have them buy it <laughs> and then then they own it for a year so you're paying fourteen thousand dollars off Less the tax that you'll have to pay twice because you'll have to pay it once when you buy it in Ontario, once when you transfer it to you to you here. Ah, not if so, they die and leave it to you. I don't think you pay tax on an inheritance, so then you just need to stab I, your friend hmm. in Ontario. This is looking better all the time. Right? And Ontario stabbings right, are super yeah. cheap. <laughs> They're like a third of what we pay for them yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. No, check it out. OntarioStabbings.com is, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a hot market. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's. Uh, I think we've effectively made electric vehicles cool. We have, you, you have definitely described them, and they are now cool again. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I was saying earlier, <laughs> I, the Tesla Model Three was the one that I was most interested in uh, until I started realizing what a weird car it was, because essentially it's a smartphone that they wrapped a car around. <laughs> Whereas I just, I just want a car that has an electric drivetrain, not something I don't want to have to, you know go through the menus in order to open up the glove box and stuff like that. Just stop being weird. Yeah. It's it's over too many things I think are over teched, but I'm not sure if I'm just an over thirty curmudgeon of Oh, oh this yeah, is I mean, weird and different. We're I don't want to deal with this. Dude, back in my day. But uh yeah, I think the Chevy Bolt was the is the next because I was looking at the Nissan Leaf and I'm like, oh the range on that is kinda crap and it's kinda uh, I wasn't I wasn't in love with that, but then I was like, someone said about the Chevy Bolt, I'm like, Chevy, come on, that's going to be garbage. And I look it up, and I'm like, wow, it's not garbage. That's way to go. No. Way to make a car that's not garbage. It's it's difficult to say that it's not garbage until they've been driven around for a couple of years, I think. Well, they Panels falling 16. off, rusting out. They came out in the 16, so they've got like two or three years on the road now, and everybody still seems to love them. I haven't seen any around here, and this place Oh, those is... are not around here. You can't even get them around here, I've asked. I was like, oh, I'd like to do this for a test drive. Like, yeah, nobody's bringing those in. Because of the incentivization that you get out west, that the dealers here, like, nobody's going to pay that for this car. Mm. You know, that's why we don't see them. Wait, no, that's fine. Yeah, Whatever. and there's no. I mean, you can get a charger for your home, relatively inexpensive, like five hundred bucks or something. But um, what? Uh, like if you're somewhere else, you get those fast chargers, and they're everywhere, you know. But here, there's like three in the entire valley. So anyway, moving on. Well, that's new. That's what's new, and that's what's cool. Do we move on to what the f? Is a story you don't want to talk about improv and how how, hmm? how that's going. How your improv is going? You don't want to talk about that? Oh, I thought you were interrupting me. Did we lose you again? Hang on, I gotta wait for Discord to catch up again. Yeah, there you go. <sighs> Can't wait to hear the second half of this <laughs> of this podcast when I re-listen to it later. You in the should week. Just, you should just leave it open, and then you won't have to do updates while you're trying to do a podcast. I hate technology so much. Yeah, you're roboting. It's crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. It's probably just because I have the bit rate set too high. I can lower that down now that I'm not recording your half as well. Yeah, or or it's just because you have it's trying to download updates because you don't leave it open. I, it it stopped doing it. It only did that once, and it yeah. now apparently is is done that. So, but um, well. moving on to WTF, I guess the main thing that we had, and it's it's a story that was um, pretty pretty recent, was out in BC, Kelowna specifically, a place I've heard of but still have no idea where it is twice in the last couple of weeks large mm-hmm. large uh let's say amounts of 
copious amount. Yeah, I mean, what do you say? Like a a a, dra- a dollop, a like a meteor of poo. <laughs> <laughs> Cars got pooed upon. Specifically, this one that was in early June of a woman. And this this made all the headlines because her sunroof was open. And so the poo got all over the car and also inside the car. And then it turned out that because it fell on her and the inside of the car, it gave or she um she it gave her pink eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the f- the follow-up of the stories is the most hilarious part because at the end of the story they always say things like and so her husband <laughs> when they when they uh, finally got rid of the car and got it paid off her husband made sure to get one without you know, he he made sure to that she drives with the sunroof closed now and i think <laughs> ah that that'll that'll stop her getting pink eye a second time when poop falls from the sky on her and apparently they yeah. they reached out to transport canada which is going through an ongoing investigation the ongoing investigation has not finished but what they did say in response to it before saying, you know, we finished our investigation was sometimes because, and this, this is me learning the difference between how, what happens when you poo in an airplane is it does go into a tank. It does. So it goes into a storage tank. Hurrah. And transport Canada says, but sometimes, sometimes they leak. Sometimes they leak. And when they leak, because you're, you're, you're up so high and it's wicked, wicked cold up there. It, yep. it leaks, but then it freezes. And they call yep. this. Did you did you hear blue ice? <laughs> blue ice. There was a. I'm never. Was whenever big, I watch a hockey uh, there, game and they say they're crossing the blue line on the ice, I'm never going to hear it the yep. same way ever again. They did an episode of uh, MythBusters about blue ice and whether it was an actual feasible thing that could happen, and so they built you know like a a, a chilled wind tunnel with a uh, with a leaky toilet thing and stuff like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it it makes a mighty mighty torpedo of poo. So did they bust that particular myth? Oh no, it happened. Oh good, that's good yeah. because they they look pretty stupid if they busted that myth and then this happens because they're they're, they're pretty sure that this came from commercial airlines. Yeah, I mean it's not like this is mystical poo from the sky. Or, you know, some guy the next town over with a wicked huge trebuchet just having <laughs> with a, fun with, with a it. poo launcher. <laughs> septic a catapult. Se- septic. <laughs> Why didn't neither of us say the trepouche? Uh, trepouche or the catapult? Catap- they're both they're both pretty good. Yeah, that's good stuff. Because it, it was always questioned as to when you're on a plane or a train, for that matter, what happens when you flush on one of these moving yeah. things? And it's sort of one of the you know, as long as you're over the water, do you just whoosh, do you just leak everything out and that's fine, and the fish take care of it, or as long as you're moving on the tracks? It, I, the one time I was on a train, it was I'll say, "Oh, don't flush when the train is holding still, because then it just deposits it in a pile on the tracks." As opposed to who tells you these things? Delicate, you know, the incredibly sarcastic French teacher that I had growing up. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, no, they uh, they all have tanks. anywhere. If you if you're in Canada, Canada airspace or Canada waters, it all has to be stored and then treated. It can't just be dumped over the side. And it, so it, once it is stored, it is then dumped upon some unfortunate woman in BC with her sunroof open. Occasionally, yes. So okay, okay, I'm trying to put myself in this person's shoes as best I can. You're sitting there at a red light, or uh, was the car moving? I didn't look that up. I don't remember. I mean that that would be even Doesn't worse, matter. right? You're you know you're cruising. Let's say you're going seventy, and you're just going down the road. You know, nice windy road. You get the top. You have the top open because it's a beautiful sunny day. You got your sunglasses on. You're singing along to the Gilmore Girls soundtrack. Yeah. And it's like that scene at the end of the first Ghostbusters when the one guy, um, I can't remember his name, gets covered with the marshmallow goo, except it's not delicious, sticky marshmallow. It's slightly less delicious, sticky human feces. (laughs) And then now you are are head to toe. Did I tell you about... Covered. Yeah. Did I? In human feces. Did I tell you about the time that I was driving with John and we were going down the road and then all of a sudden this like baseball sized turd hits his windshield? Because it must have been from like an eagle or, or something that was flying over because it was like bird poo, but it was literally the size of a softball. And it went all over the windshield and we we're like, what was that? What did we just hit? And then all of a sudden, like, the smell of poo started coming in through the vents. So I kind of 
I feel like I, I, I can commiserate with this woman a little bit, except, you know, it didn't come in through our sunroof. <laughs> just needed a bigger sunroof. What are those ones? You can yeah. get a car and they call it a moon roof. Well, a moonroof is what they technically all are, because sunroof was a registered trademark of one particular type of vehicle that escapes me at the moment. Oh, well, I definitely didn't know that. So technically, all of all of them now are moonroofs. Huh. But anyway. Well, and I, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, wouldn't it be kind of worse if you watched it happen and your sunroof was closed? You have this glassed-in dome, be like at the planetarium, something just hits you. Like, no, no, it's definitely worse to have it inside the car, no matter what it looks yeah. like, yeah. splattering okay, across you gotta, it. Yeah, you gotta like try to clean it up, and you're shampooing your car, and you don't get rid of the smell of poo. No, you don't. So it got me thinking no. about. Uh, okay, I'm a parent. I have had a small child. I have also owned a dog, and I've had numerous yeah. cats. I have had some other creatures poo upon me at different points in my life, and that smell does not come off. Not easily, and so I I don't imagine that. The blue, because the reason it's called blue ice is because it's mixed with a blue chemical and that helps keep Mm -hmm. it, I don't know, fresh so you can sell it to somebody later. But I don't imagine that whatever blue thing is in there makes it smell better. No, no, it's still poo. Or is it, is it now worse? Because it's so, (laughs) once, once it is no longer frozen, because it's blue ice when it freezes, but when it lands, are you covered in this sticky blue, bluish brown substance? Like it had to be a very dark blue substance that you're like, oh, whatever this is, it smells like human feces. Yeah. There are very few pictures in this story, and I think probably most of the media outlets were hoping for more pictures. <laughs> it's not like it's a no. sexy story, but you could probably get a lot more clicks if you had. Oh, come and see what the car looked like with all the blue human feces yeah, inside like- of it. They have, like, pictures of her with her pink eye, because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, somebody took a dump in her eyeball. Lots of pink eye stories. Yeah, it's horrifying. There's a um, so, there's a nearby she's... swimming hole that we have, this, this small little pond type thing, and there's always stories of someone going in there, and there's like, oh, there's bacteria in the water, and someone, oh, someone got pink eye up there one summer, and you always hear about that, but... That's Are you talking about the reservoir? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's super pink eye city up there. Absolutely. I have yet to contract pink eye from swimming there. I go several times during the summer. My oh, kid, gross. the same. Yep, super gross. But hey, it's nearby and sometimes it's really friggin' hot out and I just want to go, you know, swim in some human feces. It's, sure. Sometimes. Yeah, well, you know, you, sometimes the urge comes over you and you have to go swim in feces. So <laughs> it does happen. the moral of the story is that uh, shit's going down in BC. <laughs> Was that the only reason you wanted to talk about this? I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, speaking of cars, the only other WTF um, I wanted to talk about was something that it came up recently because uh, we in our particular group of friends that we talk every day, I think it came up where we just started talking about what Reiki, and we, we mock Reiki on a regular basis. Yes. Reiki, for those, the uninitiated, is the healing power of waving your hands over someone without touching them. Yes, manipulating their auras and whatnot. So it's it's like massage with no touch whatsoever. Yes. And many people claim that this is awesome. So yeah. I think I sarcastically said, I, I wish I could remember the conversation. I probably could go look it up, but I just said, oh, it's like, you know, performing Reiki on your car. And then I thought about it for a second and I thought, oh man, what am I going to do if that's, that's actually a thing? I, I, I saw this note in the show notes, but I, I refuse to look up to see, is this really a thing, or is this a thing that Ross has come up with? Is it really a thing? Not only... Well, <laughs> okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I did a, just, you know, a quick search. And there was a lot of things of how to perform self-Reiki while you're driving in your car. And oh I my thought, God. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We're still just doing hands-on healing other humans. Let's make the humans better. You know, Maybe like, pay attention uh, and drive your car. No, 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 no. You, you, can, you can text and Reiki at the same time. But eventually, about the fourth link was a YouTube video. And this was this woman who her entire YouTube series is all about she is a healer. And I, I, I have blocked most of it out of my memory. I won't even talk about it or name drop the YouTube name or the, or the video itself. But she was showing you how, before you start driving, just perform a basic Reiki on your dashboard and uh, the inside of the car to ensure a safe voyage because you're healing the aura of the car itself, which is uh, in itself its own entity and spiritual uh, person. Uh, 
This actually happened. It was so good. I have recently subbed to the, the subreddit, yes, that's actually a thing. And so it was easily, it was my first post. I just said, this is, yeah, this is Reiki for your car. <laughs> I'm serious. You know that there are practitioners not far from where you live of Reiki, uh, e equine Reiki. Yes. The, uh, I... What? Uh, my initial introduction to Reiki was my uh, uh, partner at the time <laughs> saying to me, hey, you should come with me to this Reiki workshop. And oh I went, God. huh? Because I'd never heard of it. So I, I become curious. I was like, oh, a Reiki word. And and they say, yeah. And you, you can, at, you know, at this workshop, we can become, um, you, you become authorized to perform Reiki. You you could become a valid card carrying Reiki specialist, and immediately this must be about as difficult as it is to become you know uh, somebody who can uh, perform wedding ceremonies. It was kind of my first in inclination. Like I just, they, they still haven't they still hadn't described what the con what the concept was at the time. But I said, okay, if I can go and in one you know like half afternoon of like two hours, not only learn what the thing is but also become uh, accredited as a professional in performing it yeah maybe it's not <laughs> the most ah uh, professional real real stringent uh, requirements to make to make the bar there. yeah so even before they explained to me what reiki was i was really not not in much belief of its validity <laughs> and then yeah. afterwards it got even worse because I thought, oh, so I could become trained in just moving my hands over someone like an invisible piano and then saying, there, thou art healed. Well, here's the thing with, with Reiki and with a lot of these other things is I fully believe they do work. And they work because somebody feels better because you're paying attention to them. <laughs> Basically, you're, you're paying whatever it works out to be, 70 90 $200 an hour to go to somebody and have somebody professionally pay attention to you. And that it's is all that's happening. Snake oil selling that's been at the side of the road for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's no different than but it. I mean, it's... There, there's these the, people the seem whole... so convinced that their snake oil is actually working. That's why this feels a little bit different than previous... I, I can't yeah. come right out and say that it's a scam. I just can't. Oh, it is. Because they legitimately believe in the healing power of nothingness. And you know what that means is that they also got scammed. Yeah, that's all that that that's all that that means. So when someone says, but. "I took this Reiki course and now I can perform it myself and it's really healing and really wonderful," and they told me how wonderful it was, I thought, "Oh, now I pity you, but also hate you." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the the valley is uh, rife with that kind of horse dockery. But at the same time, you know, the the pity usually wins out because I think, listen, if it wasn't for you believing in invisible chakras and a crystal in your pants solving all your life's problems, you'd probably be an alcoholic dead in a ditch somewhere 20 years ago. <laughs> so you know what? Yes, your invisible chakra is keeping you on the right path and everything in life is going to flow and work out great and, you know, harness your chi and make sure that all of your, uh, you know, T cells are flowing with the ley lines and, just keep keep on keep on rocking there, Shaquanza. Keep on rocking. You do you do exactly. You. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm a firm believer in whatever. If you think it works for you, then it works for you. But there's on the other hand, and that's I get into this discussion about um, this quote unquote alternative medicine with other pe with people mm. quite a bit. And it's like if you have, for instance, a chronic pain issue. And Western medicine, there's no surgery you can get. There's no pill you can, or no no pill you can safely take, without you know ended up getting strung out on on uh, opioids. If you have this problem and you go to an acupuncturist, a chiropractor, an osteopath, you know whatever, whatever of uh, uh, whatever you know, a, a matrix repatterner, whatever you go to, whatever <laughs> level of medicine slash silliness you believe in and you go to if you come out of there believing you feel better then it works for you mm. what however I, however i would just like for however when i say when i sound like i don't believe you i don't need to hear that i'm unenlightened yeah well here's the thing though it's if you have 
for instance, I don't know, um, colon cancer. Maybe go to a doctor and take Western medicine down the path rather than saying, oh, well, I'm going to use homeopathy to cure my cancer. <laughs> that's the difference. That That's when it goes from harmless and potentially personally helpful into you're now taking your life or worse, somebody else's life into your own hands because you refuse to believe that, um, you know, you think, oh, doctors never want to actually cure anybody with cancer because they don't make as much money. Well, of course doctors want to cure somebody with cancer because, I mean, yes, there's, there's a certain level of, um, I don't know, uh, skepticism or, or cynicism where, you think, oh, big, big pharma is out to get you and they don't actually want to cure people. But let me tell you, if big pharma could give you a pill that cured cancer, they absolutely would because they would make billions and billions and billions of dollars on that pill. If, you if if, if you know, Pfizer is the first one to come up with uh, like a, a more comprehensive, a better chemotherapy or something like that, they are going to make a mint. I wonder if they're going to call it chemotherapy so, plus. Yeah. It's, Omega but, chemotherapy. So, I, mean, that, I, don't, I don't get either of the arguments, but... The, the, the po- my point is, like, I really don't care if you want to take people's money and wave your hands over them and tell them there you feel better, but don't do that and then tell them, oh, you don't need to go to a doctor for your, you know, brain tumor because I'm going to fix you by waving my hands over you. And I think, to be fair, most practitioners of this woo don't tell people not to get traditional medicine. They just tell them this w- this can be used in conjunction or, you know, a or lot something do. like yeah, chronic a, pain. A lot of them do. Which is somebody like my father has chronic pain issues and he's trying just about everything or he's mom's trying to get him to try more things because I mean the doctor really can't do anything for him at this point. He has degenerative disc disorder and it's not going to go Mm. away. There's no surgery he can have for it. It's it is what it is. And now he has to find ways of doing pain management that don't involve copious amounts of, you know, nasty, nasty. Well, I I have gone to. And am going to, in fact, I have an appointment tomorrow with the osteopath because my my neck keeps kinking out. And at one point, mm. uh, my neck performed a really weird thing and I had barely any movement in my neck. And I went into the osteopath and they're there and they're, they're like, okay, touch the, you know, and they're just kind of squeezing my neck, slowly moving down. They're like counting my vertebrae with their hands. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And they said, all right, sit this way, sit a certain way. And then they just sort of pulled a little bit and I just heard this little click. And they said, yeah, one of your vertebrae actually was out of alignment. And I was like, Yeah, I don't know huh. anything about, okay. about that. And all of us to have was, a strong opinion. It, it just, it fixed me. Yeah. So they, I mean, some of them do very much know their stuff. But you know, going back to, and I, I, I hate to pick on it, but the, the Reiki thing is, and uh, again, it comes down to you, if, if they believe it so much, but they also say, oh, and you should also, yeah, you know, in conjunction with, you probably should go see a doctor as well, but this could help. So, the, the healing power of believing in something yourself like it you you can be wicked sick and if you don't want to get better you might you probably mm. won't you know you need to believe i think as a as a society we have started to go down this path where there's a distrust there used to be you know there was there was white coat syndrome where you get nervous at a doctor or or whatever but there's also this the reasons doctors wear those white coats is to create like a level of separation between you and them. They're they're not just a normal guy. They're telling you what to do or or how to be or what pill to take. They're they're some level of authority. I'd be okay with that as and, long as their white coat if it was their all of their degrees printed out and sewn together. That'd be kind of neat. Uh, yeah, all right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we've sure gotten to the point now where a lot of people are starting to distrust the, the, the medical establishment and for sometimes with good reason but we've gotten the pendulum has swung so far now that we've gotten to the point where people on almost autom- some people some people crazy people like automatically um, dismiss what a doctor tells them to do or dismiss the idea of even going to a doctor about something and, and then we're like oh no my you know Chinese herbalist <laughs> told me all I have to do is you know have this duck penis tea <laughs> And, you know, it's just, God, come on. Like, I understand that cannabis can do a lot of good stuff, but maybe go to a doctor, too. Mm. You know? I'm, I'm all for getting a second opinion, but, y- yeah, th- there must be some somewhere in between all doctors are out to get me. Yeah. And, you know, just sort of blindly accepting everything that a doctor says. You go in and says, oh, yeah. my doc- doctor, my foot hurts. I said, here, take nine of these different kinds of painkillers and come and visit me again in four weeks. 
Yeah. They're probably not going to make it to four weeks. Because <laughs> they're going to get arrested for trying to steal someone's toaster <laughs> to pay for more yeah. you know, painkillers that they can get from the local meth clinic. Gonna go pick up their prescription and end up automatically getting picked up for possession. That too. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. We don't need to get. Are we gonna? No, no, no. We're, we'll save that what? for another time. The medical marijuana or the legalization of marijuana. Yeah, that'll be next. Uh, next I mean, episode. It, it, it could be a short conversation. Anyway, it, it come, yeah, the you do you just don't. It's not gonna be a short conversation. I can tell. All right. <laughs> it might be. Maybe we'll get a guest on for that one. Have a good fight. <laughs> uh, uh, the fourth section of the podcast was going to be an attempt at what are you talking about in which we um we go over some some of the 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 in jokes or the things that we say that might not be fully understood by everyone i think the only thing that we said this time we made a reference did we make a movie reference early on that a movie or tv reference it was actually pretty well known so i don't feel like we need to explain yeah i don't something remember. like that but one of my one of my favorites is um well we've got the uh, the home star slash andre the giant voice <laughs> Which was a good one. <laughs> I, I I don't think we can fully explain that one. <laughs> You're gonna have time. <laughs> the, the the funny different voices that we've all taken on over the years. Where yeah, you just we say something one time, and oftentimes they come up when we're like really either hungry or uncomfortable, and a and a voice is born, like the um, yeah. oh, the the Ian's Ian's pizza voice. Uh, oh, oh why? Why? <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Oh, Ian, he, Ian's talking on the phone again. Why? And it was just this strange... Oh, trying to explain math to Lauren. Oh, why? This, it was just this weird kind of southern drawl. It, it, like a like a, a Tennessee or like a, a, a Memphis thing. Savannah, Georgia. Oh, I do declare. But for, for whatever reason, at the end of every sentence, there was like a comma and then asking why. You know, here is a thing that is happening. Why? And it's this weird existential <laughs> cry of, why is this happening? But in the funny southern drawl, it just turned out to always, and it was always about Ian for whatever reason. Ian's pizza's getting all cold and eaten. Oh, why? <laughs> and we all knew. So it was it was an unanswered question that we all knew the answer to. So it was just our way of... Yep, it's because he ordered pizza and then left. Then left. <laughs> So we ate it. <laughs> and then he ate it. And what? Yeah. You, you wrote Laning. Ianing? Oh! That's a capital I. Yeah, Ianing. I thought that was a small L. No, it's, it's okay, Ianing. Well, that's, yeah. See, this, Ian, so I see Ian came up, you know, organically, and now here we are talking about him yeah, again. Yeah, so, yeah, Ianing. Because I, I think last week I did mention Ianing something. Yeah. What was I talking about? Uh, uh, probably talking about being creepy towards Maybe, girls. That was it. Yes. Okay. So yeah. we, 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 we have a friend. His name happens to be Ian. But for purposes of protecting uh, identities, let's call him Peter. All right. <laughs> there. That's solved that problem. <laughs> no one will ever no figure that figure out. No one will figure it out at all. Uh, so Ianing is when Peter <laughs> used to go. <laughs> we, were, we were eating at a restaurant one day. Uh, it was Daryl and Peter and I. And Peter looks over at, we live in a, in a university town, so everybody is between 18 and 22, except for a few of us. So we're there in a restaurant, and we were in our late 20s at this point. Uh, Peter himself may have been already 30, 31. And several tables over, there was no one else in the place. It was just us, the three of us sitting there eating our lunch, and a few tables over were the only other people in the place, and it was two, you know, young girls from the university. And Peter, he keeps turning his head. You know, Daryl and I are there. We're talking about War, World of Warcraft or some nonsense. But Peter keeps turning his head. And, and, and eventually I just said, what? And so Peter says, oh, I've been thinking. I'm thinking I should um, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking I should tell our waitress that I want to pay for their meal. And Daryl and I just look at each other. And we're like, no. No. You're not going to. No. Not even a little bit. And so he, he so cringy. And, and he says, "No, but isn't that kind of a, a thing? You know, guys, guys do that. You you pay for someone else, and then and then they look up and they like you know hold their drink up." And he thought it was going to be like a movie. Except the problem with uh, Peter is he doesn't look like. I mean, he's not Jude No, Lowe. I mean, there's there's yeah. so many um, leading men that I could go with here. He's not even a Richard yeah. Gere. He's not a Matthew McConaughey. He's a, he is. Yeah, he, he he's not a Hollywood handsome he's not, man. He's not even and an Andy Serkis. 
if he did look like Jude Law or someone of that size, would that even have worked? And I still think no. No, no. I don't think it's acceptable even then. I think I think we're at movie. the point now that it, it's it's just not yeah. So the, if the script says if the script does not say outright yeah. that they would find that dashing, then they probably won't. Yeah. I think you've broken uh, Discord again. I have. Yep. Yeah. It keeps happening. Trust me. I've, I've faked it this entire time. I, again, I really look forward to listening to the second half of this conversation because I just, I hear, <laughs> I kept hearing you talking about something. You'd go on about something and I would just think to myself, this sounds like a good time to chuckle. I'm going to chuckle. So a well-timed chuckle in there. If you hear me and if I seem to be chuckling at the wrong time, it's yeah. behind. Yeah, I think you need to drop the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the bit I rate for next sure time. sure bloody will. Also, also fix your internet. Well, I'm, Kind of, I should be on. A, I believe I told him fast, so I, sh- I should be on the fast. <laughs> what kind of internet would you like fast? <laughs> Can I have the fast? We had this idea a very long time ago. I wanted to get rich by designing a keyboard where up near the backspace uh-huh. button was just this additional button on the keyboard, and it just said faster. It didn't yeah. do anything, but people would probably feel better about it. I'm like, oh, I'll just hit faster. Yeah, so it's like the oh, uh, it's like the button, like the the closed door button on the elevator. <laughs> I love that button. You shut up. Yeah, gives gives you something to do. Push that button all the time. You be quiet. So, uh, yeah, I think that comes to the end of our our episode for uh, what is this one? Of June sixteenth. That's about June sixteenth. What? Yes. Which is my daughter's tenth birthday. Seventeenth. Sixteenth. They come out on Sunday, don't they? I thought they came out on Saturday. Oh, you I don't tell know. us. Write us, Sean and <laughs> Sean and Ross Podcast at gmail.com and let us know what day of the week you heard this on. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Sean and Ross, right? Yep. Jeez, we don't record this often enough for me to remember all of the social. Also, <laughs> if you watched any or all, if of you this. see, yeah, if, if you follow any of that or send us an email, you will find out that we're not very good at the whole social media thing. Until next episode, we out. Peace. every day we're not some crazy amazing popular podcasty people (laughs) yeah no kidding